young and I was trying to find myself. Asian in America, how do I define myself? Cause labels, they do nothing but make me confine myself. Conformity demands that I deny myself never again. This story is about a juvenile lifer named Anutin Pangthong, better known as Choi. He is a Laos immigrant who was born in a refugee camp. Choi comes from a culture and upbringing where expressing oneself is not taught or shown by family. In this story, Choi takes us on a journey of finding the power of poetry and spoken word to finally express himself. For the San Quentin Roots program, I'm Anand Khan with that story. My name is Anutin Pengtong. I'm Lao, I'm 35 years old, and I've been incarcerated since I was 15, going on 20 years now. I committed a first degree murder and received a 25 years to life sentence. I shot and killed a man. I was 15 at the time. That first night in juvenile hall was probably like the most scariest night of my life. You know, my mother came to visit me and she, here was this woman who, who I detested, right? Like, but here she was that night visiting me. I remembered just the look in her face, you know, and, and growing up, we didn't talk about feelings or emotions, but that night is probably the most powerful night of my life. You know, that was the night where I first gave my mom, a, me and my mom, that was the first time we hugged each other. You know, and she's this itty bitty woman, you know, and, and, and I'm this itty bitty kid, you know, like sobbing and my mother so strong that night, she, she literally held us up. Self-doubt, it all began at birth. Little refugee baby born into the madness of this world. Moms cross continents to provide a broader future, but I was out pulling licks and hits and snatching purses. It was almost like a revelation to me where, dang, this woman, for all that she did, for all the stuff that she didn't say, for all the stuff that she didn't do that night, she did everything for me. And it gave me much more material to write about. To say, to know your history is to know yourself. Well, I was severed at the roots and so my leaves couldn't branch out. Writing about that stuff you know, in juvenile hall, you know, now I started start writing more about family life and, you know, my future, about myself, what I learned about myself, even at 15 years old, you know, learning that family, the family that I ran away from, right, these were the people that loved me. Even though we didn't, we didn't express that love, these were the people that were behind me. At the confines of a womb, I was created in her likeness. Slanted eyes, black hair, ten toes, and fingernails. In the confines of her womb, connected by a cord of nutrients and oxygen, she carried me for nine months, passing on the genes of generations before her. My mother, when she was 23, 24, she and a friend, you know, escaping the, um, the Civil War in Laos, they crossed the Mekong River from Laos to Thailand. She used a bicycle inner tube to help her stay afloat. 
you know, and, and because the current was the current is pretty strong, and at the time she was two months pregnant with me. Connected by a cord of nutrients and oxygen, she carried me for nine months, passing on the genes of generations before her. When my mother crossed to Thailand, she reached um, a refugee camp, and she was two months pregnant with me. So at the refugee camp, she just stayed there for a while, and that's where I was born. She raised and nurtured a child of war, a refugee baby born of bullet shells and napalm bombs. Day-to-day -day living at that time was very difficult, right? And so she, I remember she was telling me a story about her harvesting rice and having to just have to do it during the daytime because at the, at, during nighttime, there, was, there would be raids, nightly raids, you know, and so these would be bombs would be would be dropped at night, and she gave she gave names to to the planes that was just flying overhead, right? She called them spooks, cause you know at nighttime, right? So this is at nighttime, so it's like they're haunting the uh, um, the countryside, right? So they're haunting the countryside overhead and just dropping bombs. When all around her destruction and war, despair and sorrow, but in her belly. A fetus incubates and awaits the day of exile into a nation out of control. She fled the land of her mother and father. An infant child in her arms, she migrated to a land of unknowns, escaping the camps and self-deprivation. So I know my mom, she, she doesn't say much, she, especially about her feelings, right? She doesn't share at all. I, but growing up, I get a sense of disconnect sometimes, you know, and, and just like depression, right? And so she's here in the States. Her family, you know, her mother and father, they were, they were over there in the country still. And so I know she worried about them a lot, right? And, and I remember she used, to, she used to get, like, migraines. Her sweet demeanor and humble approach masked the tears, but her eyes are the windows to her soul, and despite what they say, they cannot tell lies. She exhaled love like carbon dioxide, not only to her sons, but to the sons and daughters of others. And in the confines of her womb, I was created in her likeness. Pray, I will create in her likeness. Those are the visible signs that, what visible things I've seen what my mom go through. And so, but I've also seen her being withdrawn from, from me, my brothers, and my, uh, uh, my dad, right? It's like, she just wanted to be left alone. Her sweet demeanor and humble approach masked the tears, but her eyes are the windows to her soul, and despite what they say, they cannot tell lies. I expressed myself very just like, it, it, it was so non-constructive, it was so just destructive, right? It was, it was more with violence, and it was more with, with my hands and fighting with other, other kids and, and with my brothers, you know, um, at a time, I, I was just confused a lot, you know, especially growing up and having to, you know, look, looking for my own self-identity, where I belong, where I fit in, and not really having anybody to help navigate that, you know, help me navigate, you know, my own uh, um, being, right? So I was, a lot of times I was confused. And so, you know, being confused and not finding answers, I became frustrated. Asian in America, how do I define myself? Because labels, 
They do nothing but make me confine myself. Conformity demands that I deny myself. Never again. I was 12 years old when I joined the gang. I wanted so much to fit in. I wanted so much to be liked, to be accepted. All of this played a, a major part of you know me joining the gang, and I liter I literally um, subjected myself to like probably the worst thirty seconds of my life, right? And these guys were these guys were seventeen, eighteen years old, you know, jumping jumping on a twelve year old. I was twelve, bro, you know, and 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 getting kicked in the face and punched in the face and thrown. I, I remember getting thrown into the air. Both my feet was in the air, and I landed on my head. You know, and and and, and I remember right, right when I landed, somebody just stomped on my face. Twelve years old. You know, and I, and I, you know, subjected myself to this. Why? Because I wanted to fit in. And so after that thirty seconds, you know, I got the I got the hugs, and it's like, oh yeah, this this was this is was what I wanted. The hugs. The, the 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 daps the you know like ah, well, you you know you're one of us now. And now I'm 19 years removed from the life I once knew. I I ran them streets, hills pounding like heartbeats on pavement and concrete. Writing for me at that time it it lifted like this boulder that was on my chest, right, and it just allowed me to just express more of, of, of my feelings. It, it opened me up, it allowed uh, just the emotions, the raw emotions, right? The tears that, I've, that, that, that I cried that night with my mother, that translated, you know, to paper, to words. You know, I was able to, to, just, to just express and just let it flow, you know? And, and so that's what the poetry did for me at that time. It, it was my companion in the juvenile halls. You know, it, it was my companion, and, and, and I wrote almost every night. It allowed me to say the things I wanted to say for the whole 15 years of my life. I embraced the streets and everything that it gave. This my own family in search for that street fame. But all I found was empty promises and broken bottles, desperate faces of the wasted spotted on every street corner. Camps to the ghettos, we had no chance. American dreams replaced with pipe dreams, we can't go back. It's the blood of a nation that courses through my veins and kills me to say it's the home I know only by name. Statement. Through my writing and through through the work that I do in finding myself, right? I know I know who Joy, you know, I know who Joy is. You know, I, I no longer have to um, subject myself to the 30 seconds of beating, right, to be accepted, you know, because I know who Joy, Joy is. As a youngin', I was trying to find myself. Asian in America, how do I define myself? Because labels, they do nothing but make me confine myself. Conformity demands that I deny myself never again. You know, I, I am this compassionate person. I am, I am a brother. I am an uncle. I am a son, right? 
all these things, all these characteristics of what joy is, is who I am. So now I've accepted that, right? And so that's, that, that allows me to be me and accept myself. You know, I no longer, I, like I say, I no longer uh, um, have to look for myself outwards because I've accepted myself inwards. For the San Quentin Roots Program, I'm Adnan Khan reporting for SQPR.